Okay, so for this episode, I'm super excited because we have the youngest person that we've ever had sitting in the other seat. We got Mr. Caden Crowther. I don't even know if I can call him Mr. We got Sunny Boy Caden Crowther in the seat today, and, and I was super excited to have him. I found him on TikTok actually putting out some great content geared towards helping first-time homebuyers out, and I said, okay, we got to have this kid on the show. Um and it was the first time that we've had somebody in that wasn't necessarily like a top producer. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to Caden, because I think within a year or two, Caden will have that that title next to his name as well. Um, one of my favorite things, though, about what we were able to do and, and, and have an honest conversation with Caden about was the fact that he has not done that many transactions. And so the question that like I, I ended up flat out asking Caden, I said, hey, why would anybody ever use you if you've only done one or two transactions like this? And his answer absolutely knocked it out of the park. I have no doubt in my mind that Caden is going to do great things in this industry and that he's absolutely going to crush it. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode with Caden. I got goals to chase, I got roads to pay. Not yet where I wanna be, but I got close today. Dude, I'm just the operation here. This is Dude, it's, it's, a lot of people it's been a long time in the making. This is a good one. Realtors are overpaid clowns. Because I have harmony within business and life. The goal for me is to help interview and show off and showcase who I think some of the top agents are in the state. So we got Caden, who's been an agent. How long have you been an agent now? It's been it's been short. Like, it's been four or five months. Dude, bless your heart. So we're just getting started. Good for you. Yeah. I love it. I'm really excited because you are by far the youngest person that we've had That's on great. the podcast. And I, I, I'm super excited, too, because it's it's been a lot of fun for us. So we uploaded on YouTube, um, which has kind of been our focus. We have Apple. We have Spotify. We're kind of all over the place with this. But... Um, we generated over 10,000 hours of watch time in our first month, wow. just across all of the content that we that we just dumped out there. And I was blown away um, when, when we started to review the analytics at the 18 to 24 year old demographic that is following the show right now. Uh, there was a lot of people that were my age, 25 to 34, that are like right in the middle of like that home buying age. But I am super, super excited to see that demographic paying attention and i don't know if they're paying attention because they want to be real estate agents and they've watched selling sunset i don't know if they're trying to figure out how to buy a house but like i want to help them because that has been my biggest focus since i got started right when i started selling i was 24 i is literally on my like 24th birthday i think when i when i officially started selling and it was it, there is nothing that i believe in more than buying real estate at a very young age so super excited to have you in we also have maddie i i know your last name Jones Swenson. Jones Swenson. It's not hyphenated though. Just but you're going to hear me call her Maddie Jones because I've known Maddie since she was, we decided 16. Yeah. And so I, you're saved in my phone as Maddie Jones and I think you will always be Maddie Jones in there. Uh, introduce yourself a little bit. So I am a loan officer at First Colony Mortgage and to get the fun compliance stuff out of the way. Yes, please. My NMLS ID is 2120353. First Colony's NMLS ID is 3112 and we are an equal housing opportunity lender. Beautiful. No, thank you for getting, thank you for, do you have your real estate license number memorized? Oh yeah, actually no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, if no you do, way. I have to look it up every single year no, when I go no back way. to do CE. There's no way. Yeah. Yep, memorized, locked in there. And you've been an LO for how long now? I've been an LO for probably a year now, licensed, but I assisted for a year before that. So I didn't talk about rates, but I was doing the whole thing 
positive. Yeah, and I, I, if you don't know anything about First Colony Mortgage, they are my preferred lender. They've been my preferred lender since I started uh, six, seven years ago now. And they are unbelievable. And I think that one of the things that they do really, really well is this assistant program that they have. What they do is they have assistants that, that help manage the pipelines for bigger producing loan officers. So you have, you, you assisted for Emily Rowley, who, does Emily yeah. mind if we talk about production? I don't think so. I don't think so. She does roughly how much, how many millions every year? So last year we, it was her biggest year ever, but I think we did about 160 million. So, so Maddie has experience yeah. of, of, wow. of doing a pipeline of $160 million a year. And all of a sudden is full-time loan officer that doesn't have $160 million yeah. in the pipeline, but knows how to operate like she does. So a huge shout out to her. She's going to be on the show for the first couple of minutes and kind of kick in. But but ultimately, we're here to talk about you. Uh, and, and I kind of want to go back. I, I We love starting at the beginning on the show because it says a lot, but that's going to be kind of our focus for you is, is what was it about real estate that made you go, okay, this is kind of cool. Like it, for me, for Maddie, family was in it. We really didn't have much of a choice. Right. This is kind of all, at least for me, I didn't go to school. I tried, but, but this is all I've ever known. This is all that was ever talked about at the dinner table. This is all that was talked about on horse rides like this. This is it. Right. So I, I, I want to learn a little bit more about you and kind of where you, where your progression came from. Yeah, absolutely. Also, sorry. I do have to say one other thing. Keep going on TikTok. Like I'm cracking <laughs> up you. because I called Maddie and I invited her the onto the show yeah. <laughs> and she goes, um, she goes, well, who's the guest? And I said, his name's Caden something. And she goes, oh, is he that, that real estate agent from TikTok? Uh-huh. And I'm like, actually, yes. <laughs> and she go. goes, I love his stuff. So like, like uh, social media is kind of a tough one to figure out if it's working or not. So kudos. Well, I mean, hey, I mean, props to honestly being, I guess, the, the principle of consistency because... I mean, I, I actually just someone that she's that she's pretty familiar with, just uh, a loan officer that I'm that I work with. Um, we were just both kind of trying to figure out how do we like kind of build, you know, the TikTok because just because we're younger, we kind of have, I mean, almost a leg up in the sense where we understand social media. Yeah. Um, but I also think the two that you being as young as you are will catch people's attention when you start talking about real estate. When I do it, they, they're like, who's this old dude trying to tell me to buy a house? <laughs> right. When you do yeah. it, it's like, that's my peer. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what was it about real estate that you're like, okay, this is pretty sweet. So, I mean, you know, personally, I think that I just, there's a couple different things I would say. Um, I've always been, I've always been just really impressed and just like wanting to get in, into the investing side of it. I would say, um, I'm just, you know, why I think just, I just have an entrepreneurship mindset in the sense where, you know, I, I've just been able to see like, um, I don't know, like both my parents are entrepreneurs. They both just kind of like started their own businesses. And what do they do specifically? So my mom. I love hearing about this because yeah, like it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting to see like what kind of craziness goes into like what, where people end up. You, you guys are going to find out a whole lot about me right now. This is great. So my mom, she owns a dance studio in Spanish Fork. Sweet. And I, I danced there for eight, probably eight years. I mean, just doing just hip hop, break dance, ballroom, just like everything. And yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and so I feel like that, you know, definitely helped me just like with being on stage, right? It takes something to be on stage. And so it kind of helped me, bless me that way. But um, my dad, he he used to actually be an officer for Provo City, Provo City police officer. Um, last summer, he retired there and just started up his own uh, like merchant service um, provider, basically just like, you know, um, like whenever you swipe a credit card, kind of like the process that goes into there. Started what do you think you way. learned as an entrepreneur, like watching them growing up? Um, like what, what were your takeaways? I think a couple things, um, especially for my mom, I think, um, who's better at it. Oh man. 
I, well, I mean, my dad just barely started his business. Okay. So before before that, he actually was a draft. He, he owned a drafting firm. So like, I guess in a sense, real estate, right? He's he's drafting the metal in these tall buildings. His firm actually did the cars land, like all of all of like. Oh, the that's cool. We were just out there with land. my little boy. He loves yeah. it. So yeah, we actually it was cool. We got tickets. We got tickets out there when they opened up and stuff. And so I've I've been kind of interested in that just because I admire him and look up to him that way. Um, but I mean, my mom's had her studio for 15 years and she just killed it. And it's kind of at a point now where, you know, she does it cause she loves the dancers. She loves the people. Right. But ultimately it just, it provides like what we need as a family to get by. It also provides, you know, her to have free time to do things that she loves with her family. And I think, I think, you know, immediately that was one of the biggest factors for me with real estate is like is having that, you know, free time, having that availability to, if I need to go do something with my family that I'll be able to. Right. And so ultimately owning real estate, you know, having just the, the couple of different ways that, you know, it grows in appreciation and cash flow and stuff like that. Um, I like, there's no better way that you can invest in my opinion. And so I was just like, I want to get into this as soon as I can. Um, and the best way to go about that is just to get my license and get started and jump into the world of it. I think that way. So you've been going now six months. Um, it's, so I got my license the beginning of February, I think okay. it was. So, yeah. By the time this releases, Jonah, when are we, we're probably what, August when we release this? Yes, yeah, so you'll, you'll be six months. months. Yeah, we're going to round up months. to six months. Six months, I like it. That's fine. Have you done transactions yet? So right now, currently, um, I have one under contract. That's, it was a listing under contract. Um, it's going to be closing, I think, the settlement is for like the beginning of August or something like that. So first one, I've been super stoked about it. Um, have been working with a couple of buyers that have fallen through just just with it, just with the increase in rates, because a lot of these are first-time home buyers, right? A lot of my audiences, people I'm working with, is people who are younger, of course, first-time home buyers. And so... Um, it's been kind of tricky that way, but I, I prefer to, would prefer to be on the listing side anyways. And so I'm grateful for this one, how it's been working out. Well, you're getting in at a, I don't even know what the word to describe it is. Interesting. A good time. Yeah. I think it helps you grow so much. Um, yeah. Emily, she was like my mentor, the girl that I assisted for always told me there is no better time to get licensed and to really start trying to produce on your own than when the market is interesting or a little bit slower because it teaches you to sell it teaches you to build relationships it teaches you how to make tough deals work and if you just come in when the market's super hot you don't get that experience you learn how to write it when it's easy and then when it drops a little bit you have to figure it out but if you can just figure that out from the very beginning you have those skills to carry with you well yeah and i think that that's like the first half of it and i think what that actually lends itself to is a better overall experience for the consumer yeah Right, which I think in the last like 18 months to two years you've been in this, you've watched it. Uh, the last two years have not been good for buyers. It's mm-hmm. been hard, even for sellers. Like I think there's a lot of sellers, I would say, in the last two years that have been put in very, very uncomfortable situations where they're having to pick between the highest offer and the best offer, right? Like there's so many things that have gone yeah. into it. And, and I, I also think that real estate agents have kind of got lackadaisical and, and I think that we are going to see a lot of agents getting out, right? So I, uh, now it's kind of time to start providing some value, right? What are, what are you advising, right? You have a 21-year-old kid that hits you up off of TikTok and says, hey, man, I've actually been trying to buy something. What advice are you giving? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it, a big part of it depends on your mindset going into it, I think, um, it, as far as if you're going to be buying. I would, in my opinion, if you're looking at it as an investment, go for it. That's my opinion, because, I mean, you know, again, it kind of depends what you're looking for. But if you're looking at it as investment, go for it, because in the sense where if you get into a house now, I mean, 
you know, you could potentially, you know, be building some equity, right? And if you wanted, you know, come, you know, a year or so, you can refinance, right? Um, marry the house, date the rate, I guess is kind of what they say there. Marry the <laughs> house, date the rate. Have you heard that? No, but that's beautiful. That is fun. You yeah, freaking, right? I mean, you kids. I like that. Yeah, you kids and your sayings. Good for you. <laughs> well, I like that. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, in the sense, right? I mean, if, if it's. If but it, it's it's really true, right? Yeah. Like if you, it, the question, I, I literally just had this phone call before we jumped on the show. Uh, the question that I posed to this buyer that was that was looking is, what do you think is going to come down quicker, house prices or interest rates? And I, and I think over the next 12 to 18 months, you're going to see interest rates, especially going into an election year, it, you're going to see interest rates go down because Joe Biden is not going to have 6%, personal opinion, and, and Maddie can probably give us a lot more context on that. Uh, but yeah, that, I think that that's brilliant, right? Because the, the interest rate changes. The, how, how often would you say people either refi or like get rid of their loan? What's the, is it like every five years? Is that what it is? So it is 90 to 95% of buyers have refinanced or sold their home within the first five years. And that's, and that number is crazy just to show you how not permanent and it feels like it, right? I just signed closing docs on a, on an investment property and it, when you're looking at 360 payments on an amortization schedule, it feels like you're locking yourself in for a really long time, but, but very, very rarely does that loan actually mature. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that that is, that is super, super solid advice. So I, are, people that are young and are thinking about renting, where do you go with that? Um, again, I, I think it just comes down to your mindset because I think in some situations, um, you know, renting would probably be, be more beneficial. I really do. I mean, especially, you know, if you are like a college student, you know, you're in student housing or things like that. But um, I, if you're, if you're ultimately, I mean, I believe if you're renting, you don't really, you don't own property, right? Again, the American dream, you don't own property. You don't, you know, have a place to necessarily call home because, you know, you're renting here. And so, um, I mean, I, I think that, again, that can be used as a tool to maybe save up or, or in a sense, I mean, you know, rents are increasing, we're seeing, um, but maybe, again, use it as a tool to save up and in order to maybe, you know, get where you wanted to go as far as, uh, as, far as getting a home. Um, but again, I would just say, kind of just look at it as an investment tool. I mean, because you can refinance, right, of course. Um, also, I mean, it could potentially be the thing where you get into a property and, you know, come a year or two years, you can refinance or you can move out and use it as a rental even. I mean, there's just different things that, that you can go about it. And so um, I, I, I love real estate because in a sense where it's a tool in that way. You keep going back to investment. Tell me why that's so important for you. Um. I think, you know, Cause like I know, I know for me, right. And I, and I yeah, can kind of run you through absolutely. what my experience has been. I, the reason why I'm so damn opinionated on, on people buying property as early as they possibly can is because when I was 22 years old, I had the opportunity to buy a townhome in Vineyard. Okay. Oh man. Do you know what they were? You were like nine so years old yeah, at this point. Take a guess and whoever's closest can have another water. Let's see. 260. 234. 179. Wow. You're lying. I, I, would, I would have not guessed. On I'm 200. not. And, and why didn't I buy a townhome that year? Well, so that was like the thing is I didn't do it right. As this kid that was raised in an entrepreneurial house with a dad that preached buying property that, that knew what I should be doing, that had the money to do it. That wasn't that like I had every reason to do it and I didn't. <sighs> Today, that property is probably worth, you're appraising them, 550, 560, 570. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I could have bought it. I think, I mean, what's 3% on 180? 
pocket change. Yeah, like <laughs> we're talking about like $6,000 I think that I yeah. could have bought like yeah. this very first townhome for and I didn't because I was scared. And I don't even, I, I didn't know at the time what I was scared of, mm. but I was scared, right? And I had no reason to be. And so now like I am so opinionated on this that like you are going to have to tell me like, boo, stop talking to me. I'm not, but like, you will have to flat out tell me I I'm so opinionated on it. Like I had a little brother, we won't get into what he was doing, but it was on a two year church vacation. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Um, he was seven months away from coming home. Do you know what I did? I sent this kid a contract and I said, Al, don't think about it. Just sign this. Don't think about it. Just sign it. I'll pay your earnest money for you. It'll be ready for you when you get home. That was three years ago. Two years ago, he went under contract at two thirty nine. They're now worth it's a lakefront condo four fifty, four sixty. Like that's real money for him now. Yeah. And he it wasn't fun. It was it was scary, but this time he had somebody to kind of push him over the edge. And now like that's my that like I am so opinionated on investing in real estate because I missed the boat. And I want to know like why what is it that's because you you've you brought that back three or four times. So, like I, I kind of want to know a little bit more about why investing is so important to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess kind of with what you're saying, it definitely is a scary thing, right? Um, I mean, myself, I haven't bought prop, I haven't bought properties yet, right? And so a lot of these things I'm talking about is it's theory, but it's theory that's been proven by other people. An example in yourself, right? Um, I just know there's a there's a quote from I think it's Andrew Carnegie where he says something like 90% of all millionaires are made through owning real estate, right? And so after you know. There's that quote. Also, statistics that have been shown have been something around 80 to 90 percent of the exact same thing, right? Owning real estate. And so I think in my opinion, there is just no better way to invest, right? Because of, you know, the, the appreciation that's going to be gaining, right? The cash flow that's going to be coming, um, as well as like the debt pay down. And so there's just, it's just overall just the best way that you can invest your money. I mean, I think we're seeing that as no, well. No, I get that. I want to know why investing is so important to you. Because um, there's a lot of yeah. people that don't care about it. Right. There's a lot of people that are just like happy, especially, especially, especially at 21 and 22 years old. Right. Like they, so that, that's what I want to know. Cause that's, I I'm guessing, right. You're, you're six months into it by the time that this releases, that's going to be a super important part of what your business looks like going forward. Of course. Uh, so I, I, w what is it about investing in real estate that is so important to you? I think, you know, for me, and I guess this really boils down to not only just investing, but real estate in general is, I mean, you know, really, I, I want to be able to be in a position where I can be providing for my family and also spend time with them. I think, you know, wealth is time and health in a sense where, yeah, it's having money, but it's, it's time and health where, you know, you're able to spend time with those you love, you're healthy. And so I think, you know, that's why investing is, is such a great tool is because it provides you kind of in a sense passively, you know, your property's going up in value, you're having cash flow coming in. And it's, it's real estate. It's physical, right? It's not something like the crypto that's, that fluctuates very, you know, like we're seeing very crazily right now. It's something that's real and tangible. And so it, it'll be there and it lasts. And so I think, you know, for those who are thinking about investing, that's the benefit there is that, you know, it provides you with that opportunity, kind of like you're seeing, I'm sure, right, where you have that, you know, you work because you want to work, not necessarily because you have to. Yeah. And I think that's that's the goal, right, is to work because you want to work because you love working with people, but not necessarily because you have to. Right. And so ultimately for me, yes, I want to be able to be in a position where I can provide for my family, um, you know, do things that I love and have time to do that. And so that's I guess that's the main focus for investing there is is kind of the basis. Well, I think a lot of what goes into that investment, this is where we're going to bring Maddie in for a little bit more clarity is is 
what's going on with interest rates, right? And I, Maddie is the first lender. I don't know if we'll have other lenders on because I don't really work with a ton of other lenders, but I do want to kind of get a little bit of, of insight into what's going on. And I think we've talked about it on the show a little bit, but, but what has kind of happened over the last two years is, is purchase prices have gone up crazy, right? Specifically in our, in our market, we're looking at like a 28 to 32% appreciation year over year. That's not over two years. That's over, that's each year. And, and a big reason for that is the the current inventory shortage that we have in the state. But another big factor that nobody was really talking about, it was talked about and it was touched on, but it was not hammered in like appreciation was interest rates were at all time lows. Right. So I, I give us a little bit of insight, kind of catch us up on where the market is at currently. And then, and then kind of what first Colony is projecting to start happening over the next little while. Okay. So a year ago, rates were amazing. It wasn't real though. It was fake. Like that couldn't last forever. So at a 3% interest rate a year ago, your principal and interest for 550000 if you put 5% down, was $2,202. Today, if you With were, an interest rate of? of? That was of 3%. Okay. And today, today? Same scenario. If This isn't me quoting an interest rate. To be we're not clear. quoting anything. We're just trying to get a couple. We're just trying to get a, a figure here to work yes, with. If your rate was five and a quarter. Which is ballpark where they're at today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, you could get that. They're kind of all over the place today, but you could definitely get a five and a quarter if you have good credit, all that fun stuff. Again, not a quote, but your payment would be $2,885. So for the exact same thing, mm-hmm. it went up $600. Is that what we said? Yep. 600 bucks? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it, it changes everything, right? So what are, yeah. going forward, what are, what are you guys predicting to happen? Because that obviously slows down purchase it, which is, the, that's the purpose, right? That's yeah, the reason the that the Fed is raising interest rates is to slow down, right? But I think there's a couple of things that we, I, I, let's talk through them just a little bit, but where do you think the market's going and, and where do you think buyers can find relief? So I do think rates are going to keep increasing. They have to because it, what the Fed wants to happen has not happened yet. Prices are still increasing more than they want them to and there are still there's still not enough inventory yeah. at the level they wanted that. So I think rates are going to continue to increase because that's the tool that they're using to kind of fight what's happening with inflation. But there are definitely tools and things that you can do to lower your payment other than just buying down your interest rate. So one... Which that- for the last couple of years, I, like even back to when I was doing mortgages, that was kind of the big question that people would ask to try to manipulate their monthly payment a little bit yes, was, was can I buy down? And, and more often than not, it didn't make sense because it was a couple grand to get shave off maybe an eighth of a percent. Yeah. Still not the most effective tool for yeah. you to be using, right? To drop your monthly payment, which I would say uh, drives the majority of purchases more than what the total purchase price Definitely. is, is what's my monthly payment. Definitely. Yep. So one thing that's really cool that mortgage insurance companies are starting to do is now instead of just getting a quote uh, really quick, give us like a quick 30 second synopsis on what mortgage insurance is. So mortgage insurance, if you don't put 20% down, you have to pay this mortgage insurance fee that is to protect whoever is servicing your loan so that they are insured if you default on your loan. And the reason follow up question to that. Sorry, really quick follow up yeah. question to that. What percentage of your buyers would you say put 20% down? It's a very small amount, like two, 3%, like maybe. maybe five. So, Mortgage insurance does get a bad name, I think, at times because it does manipulate your monthly payment by a couple hundred bucks a month. But you are not a weirdo if you have monthly, if you have that. It's a a tool to like help enable you to get into a home and you can always refinance to drop it off, which is great. If after two years, you can also just request that your servicer drops it off. You can ask them to 
appraise your home and if it's at a certain value they'll drop it off so i think it's totally fine to have mortgage insurance the mortgage insurance companies are realizing that payments are a problem so now instead of just having your set fee that you pay every month you can pay maybe half up front at closing and then that can drop your monthly payment a ton because instead of just paying it all monthly you've paid a little bit up front at closing can you roll that into your mortgage you cannot roll it into your mortgage but you could try to negotiate say seller paid closing costs um, you know, and they could cover a portion of that. So you could have the seller, what, do you have any like ballpark of premium? And I know there's a whole bunch of things that go into what that mortgage insurance premium is as far as uh, how much you're putting down, what your credit score is. There's a whole bunch of factors in, but yeah. going back to our scenario of like 550, what would you say the average premium? Do you know that off the top of your head by chance? No, because it, so, the, and the reason, it's very case by case. It's so dependent on yeah. credit score and it's also so dependent on your debt to income ratio. And so every single person is going to have a different premium, but it can drop it. You can cut your mortgage insurance amount in half and your lender can, if you have a lender that will not run 50 million scenarios for you, then I personally think you should find a different lender. Well, this is why I am always an advocate of people that like I commission salesmen kind of get a bad reputation, I think. Uh, and, and real estate agents are not exempt from that. I will always work with somebody though that gets paid when when my transaction is done over somebody that gets paid when five o'clock hits. Yeah. And I, I that analogy is, is, is very real because of what Maddie just explained right there. Like having somebody that can run all of those scenarios where you can go into them and just say, hey, this is what my focus is. This is what my goal is to drop my monthly payment. Maddie can run all these scenarios for you. Yep. And not only that, but then that's when it becomes super, super important to have a real estate agent that understands what the hell they are doing that helps negotiate a $5,000 seller credit, a $10,000 seller credit. And if you're not thinking that those exist right now, then you have probably haven't sold a house in the last 60 days because they are very yep. real now. You can make it happen. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing about rates going up and about the Fed trying to slow things down is that six months ago, you really couldn't negotiate those things. If yeah. you asked a seller to cover your closing costs, they were like, LOL. They would just go, they wouldn't that's even funny. respond. They, they, yeah, they, they wouldn't even respond. They would just go to the next offer. Yeah. But now you can, there are ways that you can make that happen. Um, another great one is you can do a two one buy down. So how that works, if you have a 6% interest rate, um, you can use a two one buy down for the first year, your interest rate would be four. For the second year, your interest rate would be five. Um, there is an upfront fee. It's the difference in interest okay. that you would have paid over those years and it has to be paid by the seller. So again, this isn't something that's necessarily every single buyer is going to use, but if you can negotiate something like that with your seller um, to cover that fee for you, then you have two years where your payment is way lower um, than it would have been. And that gives you time to get a raise or to build up a savings account or- to Or for interest rates to drop home. even just yes, for a brief amount of time and refi. So it totally gives you some time to become more comfortable with your payment. Any questions for Maddie? Um, I would, I mean, I would say maybe this is something that I've, I've kind of wondered, you know, talking with other, um, you know, loan officers, maybe something people are wondering as well is like kind of what, what drives that, that interest rate? Like what drives it? Because I've heard different things from different, you know, loan officers. And so that's just kind of a question I had. Yes. I love it. That's a good one. I think that's a really good question because you see billboards all day long and commercials all day long about what interest rates people are offering. Those are usually to somebody with an 800 credit score and 20% down. And it's their primary residence. And it's the perfect loan scenario that doesn't paying, exist. They're paying a ton in origination. Yeah, it's not real. So I would say the main things that go into it are your down payment. How much, the more money you put down generally, the lower, the easier it is to get a lower rate. 
your credit score, it goes in tiers. So if you have a 720, you're going to get a better rate than if you have a 700. And if you have a 740, you're going to get a better rate than a 720. So that plays into it. And then the last thing is just if it's an investment property, a primary residence or a second home. And so primary residence is going to be the best. Got it. Okay. So that's like on like a personal individual scale. Yes. I guess what I'm, what I'm wondering is like, I guess like, you know, over, like you said, the last 180 days, you're seeing like interest rates go up and down, right? What is like the determining factor that, that oh, leads to yes. that? I said, I guess like drives oh, yes. that. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. So one of the biggest factors is just instability, um, in the world. It, when things are unstable, investors start to go crap. What's going to happen? We need to protect ourselves. That's when you're going to see spikes in rates. So when things started to happen in Ukraine, that is when we saw a spike in rates. Um, and it kind of leveled back out. So it changes with politics. Like Boo said earlier, it changes with election years. Um, right now, inflation is the driving factor of what's happening to interest rates. So it kind of depends on what's overall happening in the economy and politically. But I would say instability and fear that people are feeling is a lot of times what drives rates up because investors want to protect themselves. Yeah, and I think another big thing that's driving them up too is the fact that they were so low for so long. Yes, like and there that, has to be, it's there like has to be that correction where like a 3% isn't even on the historical charts because no. it was so low. Yeah. Like it, 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 they almost got to the point where they could not physically go lower. Like I, I have never seen it in my at 10 years almost now of like, actively being in the real estate market. And I think that that probably was a, as big of a push as anything else was to, to interest rates having to go up. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there's a whole lot, there's a whole lot that goes into it. Political, uh, what's going on in the world, where the money's moving to, what the money's doing. Like there's so many things that go into it and it's always going to be unpredictable. I think what is going to be more predictable if you're trying to like base some, like trying to base an investment on it is purchase prices and what purchase prices are going to do because those are not as uh, fickle. Yeah. It's probably the right word well, to use. And I think the beauty of interest rates is that they always change and they're not going to go up for forever. Yeah. They're always going to go down. Kind of like Boo asked his buyer earlier, you know, are prices going to drop first or are rates going to drop first? Like historically, prices don't drop. They are just going to go up. You're, continue, you're going to continue to gain appreciation. So even if rates are going down, if they're not going down for four years, the price of the home is going to be way more yeah. in four years. So your payment is still going to be more expensive. Okay. Well, Maddie's the best. The We're going to kick her out and reset everything. Once again, guys, it's Maddie Swenson. Yes. Not Maddie Jones. NMLS ID 212053. <laughs> I did not quote any interest rates today. We're gonna no payments were <laughs> quoted on this down. show. So okay. Well you're great. We'll link all of your information if anybody wants to reach out. Thanks. She's the best. Thanks, Maddie. Okay, so we excused Maddie. She was unbelievable. I love the insight that she gave about what monthly payments have done because I would say that the majority of buyers are more focused on what their monthly payment looks like right now than what they are. And not, I don't even want to say right now, they are more focused and they always have been more focused. When you say what's your budget, they'll give you a purchase price, but that usually resonates and means a certain dollar amount for a monthly payment. Right. And so I, I think that that was super, super good information to kind of talk about what goes into monthly payments, kind of where they were to go from there. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit more, though, about your business because you're new. 
right? And and ultimately, the reason why I started this show and the reason why I, I put the time and energy into it like I do is because I want to help real estate agents get hired. I want people to see and, and hear and listen because I think real estate agents bring a tremendous amount of value in what they do. You're a little bit different, right? We've had some OGs in the chair that have been doing business for years and years and years and have a proven track record. They can look and they can say, hey, seller, hey, buyer, this is why you should use me. So now here's my question for you. Why the hell should someone use you? It's a great question. Um, I think, you know, it's it's interesting, my my position where I'm in right now, right? Because a lot of the people that I'm working, that I'm like targeting towards, I guess, or like I'm looking to work with are people that are my age in the sense, yeah. right? Where they're first time home buyers. And it's interesting, you know, how we're seeing kind of with the market and everything um, where it's kind of a tricky time for first time home buyers. And so I think one specifically is someone that they can relate to on that, you know, on that sense where like, I'm in the same boat with you guys, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm literally in the same boat with you guys. Like we're all working here, you know, I'm 21 years old, um, you know, probably similar age. We're all working here to, you know, to kind of improve and, and ultimately, right? Like, like uh, in this instance, right, buy a house. And, and, um, and so I think, you know, in that instance, yeah, like I'm someone that they can relate with there. Um, I think, you know, ultimately though, as far as my business goes, I think. Yeah, like what's important to you? Like what, what is going to be like for me, this podcast, any of the content that I do, it, it's all highlighting what my business has always been, which is to help create value for real estate agents, right? That's who yeah. I view as my client. And that, that has always been and will always be a focus of me, uh, of what I'm doing within the business and how I run my business, yeah. right? So like, give us a little bit more insight into who you are and, and what, what your business is going to be built on. Yeah. You know, I think, I think. And what things. people can expect, right? Yeah, sure. I think two things. I think the first thing um, is I just want to be able to educate. In the sense where I want, to, like, like people who are my age, a lot of them they really just don't know, and they don't know where to start, even to buying, really to buying a property. They don't, they don't know that that there's opportunities that they can get in sooner than later, right? They just don't really know where to start. And so I think you know providing education for them, um, you know, even in just you know small, just simple, um, you know, ten second or fifteen second videos, or just small things that you can provide that education can go a long way. And so you know, ultimately, I, I think a lot of people when they when they when you're looking at an agent, right? Um, ultimately, we want to be your economist of choice in the sense where, we, right? We want to be able to know what's going on so that we can help them to know what's going on. And if I'm able to help someone to know, like in the instance in the market, what's going on, then, you know, even even just if they're not even looking to buy a house right now or anything or sell a house, right? If they can just be someone who they can come to and just say, hey, what's going on with this? Like, what should I do in this instance, right? I'm providing value and I'm, I'm educating. And like, that's that's where I would like to be. So, yeah, so there's one, I guess. Second thing, I mean, you know, personally, I believe like real estate, it's not so much about houses and property as it is about people, really. I really believe that. Like, and what it does for you as a person. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think me, you know, getting into it, it's because I love working with people. I love you got that from your mom. Yeah. Right. I mean, you said that, like, that's, that's, that's what drives her is what you said earlier, yeah. right? I would say, I mean, I would say most good things, pretty much all good things I got from her and, or from my, my dad really. And so, um, but really, what's that, your mom's name? My mom's name is Susan. Shout out Susan. Shout out Susan. Love my mama. So I, I would say, you know, working with people really, you know, it, it's so much more about people than it is about property really in that sense where these people are going to move, you know, five to seven years, just like Maddie was saying, these people are going to move out of their house. Right. But ultimately it's the relationship that you create, like where you live, your home is such a big thing, right? It's, it's such a big thing, you know, it, it determines kind of, in a sense, where your life goes, right? Because of the neighbors you meet, the relationships that you create. And so, you know, where you live is important, but ultimately, you know, it's the relationships that you create. 
And I think for me, that is the biggest thing is I, I've always wanted to be in a place where I can help people and work with people. And so, you know, kind of, this is, this is an aspect where I can do both those things. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm just loving it. So this is a question I'm going to ask any, probably any agent that comes on this show that's, it's in their first year. What, what would you say to somebody that says that you don't have the experience to make this purchase, right? And I remember the reason that I'm asking this, because I remember being 23, 24, I, don't, I, I think I was 24 when I started. I look like I was 18, right? You looked older than I, than I did when I started. And so I wore a suit and tie every single nice. day and I tried to grow a beard as quickly as I possibly could because this is a big investment for a lot of people. And I, I love what you're saying because I, I think that you understand that and you're not taking that for granted. But, but what would you say to somebody that's, that might be worried or nervous about your your inexperience i'm asking hard questions right now because i yeah. if you can't answer them here you're not gonna be able to answer them for a seller right absolutely right no i love I, I love this i love doing you know kind of being put in positions like this and so i would say you know there's no way around it i mean as far as yeah you can't change it there's right no way you can't it. Like, change it yeah as far as like doing well, you can but it's a time thing it's right, a it's exactly. a two year in the business thing exactly and i'm, and I'm working on it yeah right? like like you know again i have one under contract right now and it's been going great um and so as far as that goes, there's not really a whole lot I can change. What I can say, though, is I think what it, what it ultimately boils down to is your commitment to them and your commitment to make it the very best, you know, the very best experience for them. I think, you know, this last deal that we had, um, I they, they listed a townhouse and, you know, we got in, we got a couple offers in. There was one that came in, you know, just three or four days after we'd listed or five days or so, you know, in. Um, we negotiated with them to get, you know, $5,000 extra on the purchase price. And so it was ultimately a really good deal. But I think, you know, talking with talking with the sellers is late at night. Like it was like 11 o'clock. I was on the phone with them talking to them because they wanted, you know, the, the buyer wanted an answer before the end of the night. Otherwise, he's going to move on. And you know, in that instance, I think what it really boiled down to was I just kind of, you know, mentioned like, hey, guys, like this is a good deal. But ultimately, it's you have to feel good about it, right? Like my my job is to, is to help you feel good about this because this is a big deal. This is a, a big you know thing that's going on, and so ultimately, I think that's what matters is just your commitment to them. And if they can feel that, then you're then that's really all that matters. I think is that they can feel like you're committed and you're gonna do everything you can to 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 make the transaction go as, as best as it can for them. Jonah, you're how old? Uh, twenty. I'll you're twenty. I'll be his age in a month. Okay, all so. Right. Before you came and started working for me, you obviously have a little bit more insight into real estate in the world now. Before that, where would you have started if you were thinking about, even just thinking about buying a house? Exactly. So what advice, <laughs> what would advice? Have, I would have asked, I would have went to my dad and said, right. dad, can you do this for me? Yeah, like help, <laughs> help me out, right? So where, uh, what advice would you give? What advice, what knowledge, what, what sense of direction? And if you say, call me, I'm going to kick you in the face. Cause call that's, that, that's <laughs> obviously, but where would you say is a great place to start for people that are, that are even thinking about dabbling? Yeah, no, great question. And I think to be honest, there are more people that feel that way, similar to Joe. Than I agree. Think. There are I more agree. People that do. I, and I think that's why our demographic of 18 to 24 ha has a huge chunk of our watch time in month one, yeah. because they're trying, trying to figure to learn, those things right? out. Right. Exactly. No, it's, it, I, I will say it's really nice. Like I've, I just listen and I edit, but I've learned so much about like real estate and like what this thing, ter certain terms mean and stuff. And it's, there's so much it is really that cool. is, and it's not as complicated as people make it out to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would say, you know, for those, yeah, for those who are watching and just kind of in a similar spot, I would say first thing is, you know, probably just go see if you can get pre pre-approved, honestly, just 
Just, call Maddie. Just call Maddie, right? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, call call someone who you trust, right? Lender that you trust that is committed, right? Will be committed to you. And just try to get pre-approved. Because but just like, every, sorry, just shameless plug really quick on, on First Colony and Maddie. We've, we've hit it and we've hammered down on it that not all real estate agents are created equally, right? We've hammered down on that on this show. Not all loan officers are created equally as well. So be very, very careful, as just as careful as you are with who you hire as your agent, be equally as careful with who you have as your loan officer because you have just as much writing on it. Absolutely, absolutely, right? Um, and so, you know, with that, right, I would say, again, go get pre-approved if you can, right? Because- What does that do for somebody? Get, give a little bit more explanation on what getting pre-approved actually, not the process, not what it is, but what it actually does for you, what it allows you to start doing with your purchase. Why is that your- why is getting pre-approved and it is for a lot of agents but they kind of just say it they don't under they don't explain to people that are listening that it might be your age that Mm -hmm. getting pre-approved is going and sitting down with a lender giving them your bank statements giving them your your uh tax returns really letting them look at what your financial life looks like pulling credit doing a whole bunch of different things like that and 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 ultimately what they're going to do is either give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down and they're going to help you set a budget for buying that house yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, really, it kind of helps you to see, I think, I think why I would say that is because it helps you to know where you're at. And if you don't know where you're at, you don't really know where you can go. You or can't get going. there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so in that instance, you just have to know where you're at, right? To kind of know, even, even if you need to take some even time, if it's a no, credit. Exactly. even if it's a, you're exactly. not like, this doesn't work right now, they can at least say, do this, do this, do this. Exactly. So, I mean, definitely, you know, go get pre-approved and that'll give you an idea of where you're at, right? So that way you can know and actually make a plan for where you're going. So what advice do you have for somebody, even if they don't work with you? My advice is always just buy something, right? Like I'm that opinionated. Even if you don't buy a house from me, just go buy something. What advice would you give to a 21, 22, 23 year old listening to this? Um, I would say, again, it comes down to your mindset, but if you're looking at it as an investment and you're gonna use it as an investment, then yes, I would absolutely, I would absolutely say buy something, right? I mean, there's the saying where I think it's like, don't, don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate, then wait. Yeah. Especially in Utah. I mean, the, just, just with the instance, when you think about the instance of supply and demand and houses and, and the prices there with appreciation, I mean, yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, if you can, I would say do it because, you know, especially here in Utah, right? Don't wait to buy real estate, um, you know, buy real estate and then wait for those prices to appreciate. Okay. Well, that's awesome advice. Any other questions for him, Jonah? This is the first time we've had someone on the show your age. So now I'm looking at you. Dude, I, I, I should have, I should be able to think of more questions, but you know what? Honestly, I, I, I would say that that was just a really good answer to, and, and a really good question of like, what advice would you give? Because even with what I've like learned and stuff, I'm still just kind of like, I don't know where I would start. Like that really is what I would do first. I would just call my dad and be like, dad, like, what do I do? Like, I don't even know. Or like, I just asked boo, I'd be like, Hey, I'm trying to buy a house. Like, what do I do? Like, I wouldn't even search anything in my phone or, or there's almost like anyone. too much just to like Google. There, right. Yeah. yeah I, and I, I just, absolutely. so I, I think that was a really good and, point. To and make you know, what question. I will say too, is like, I mean, people have related this to, it's, it's not the same as like a doctor or I guess medical professional in the sense where like, if you needed a surgery, you wouldn't go on Google and be like, what do I do? Right. I mean, you would go to someone who is familiar with the process, who's professional. And so I think that that is where having a good loan officer and a good agent who is professional, who understands the process is very valuable. Because in your instance, right? I mean, if, if, you, can be, if you can be connected with someone like that, they will walk your hand through the process, right? And especially with someone who's a first time home buyer, that's probably what you're gonna need. That first purchase I always tell people too is the most important to get right. Because yeah. everything else is built on that. Yeah. 
Definitely. Okay, well, we appreciate you coming on the show. You crushed it. We're super excited for you. you We're looking awesome. forward to watching what you do in this. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate it. It's been great. Of course, man.